Hi, everyone. You're listening to Coaching Skills for Leaders. This is episode number nine, recorded on October 16th, 2011. Produced by Innovate Learning, maximizing human potential. Welcome to Coaching Skills for Leaders. My name is Dave Stahoviak. This is the show for leaders who want to develop their coaching skills so they can influence the success of others, their organization, and themselves. Whether you're a seasoned leader or you're leading people for the first time, improving your coaching skills will help drive your success and most importantly, the success of others. This week's topic is giving positive feedback to others. I was at a wedding just this past weekend, and weddings are such an interesting place to observe people's behavior in the world for a whole bunch of reasons, for, for, uh, as you know, for those of you who've been to many weddings in the past. And one of the more interesting uh, phenomenon of weddings is the amount of time and effort that goes into planning the toast. And if you've ever given a toast at a wedding, you know that it comes with a lot of social uh, expectation and obligation. And I, at this particular wedding I was at uh, a week ago, the uh, you know the the people who were doing the toast did a fairly good job overall, actually better than I've seen in many cases at many weddings in the past. Uh, that said, they went on and on and on, and they were pretty lengthy, and that's actually fairly common for most weddings. And, and it's an, such an interesting place to watch people give positive feedback to others, because of course, in many cases, people are very nervous, they haven't had a lot of speaking experience, and there's a lot of expectation on to say something really nice and important on an important day to two people, and in many cases, more than two people, a large family. And so what tends to happen is when you go to a wedding is uh, somebody, uh, in, more, more often than not, gets up and starts telling stories about the bride or the groom or both, if they know both people, and they tell one story, and then they tell a second story, and a third story, and a fourth story, and many times the toast will go on for five, six, seven, ten minutes. I've seen toasts go even longer than that. And then, of course, there isn't just one toast. There may be three or four toasts, depending on the wedding party and who's been asked to speak. And so as a guest at the wedding, you're sitting there often, you know, waiting to get served or something like that. And, and toasts go on and on and on. And you know, you know, that 99% of the time it comes from such a great place. People want to say something that's wonderful and valuable and to give positive feedback, but they just don't know how to do it in a really concise way and in a way that's still meaningful. And so there is a better way to give positive feedback, not just at a wedding. You can certainly use these tools for uh, giving a toast at a wedding, but even more importantly, in our everyday work and our everyday experience as leaders and coaches and organizations. And so I'm going to review that today as to how to use a very simple process to give positive feedback to others. So to reach me with questions, comments, or feedback as you're listening to this episode, either on this episode or any of the previous episodes you've heard, you can call me and leave a message. That number is 877-LEARN-45. That's toll free. Again, 877-LEARN-45. I don't know who pays tolls for phones anymore. We all have cell phones these days. Uh, or you can, of course, reach me on, fa on, uh, on Facebook. Well, you actually, you could reach me on Facebook. You can uh, search for us on Facebook at Innovate Learning 
And if you uh, search for Innovate Learning, you will find our page there, which has lots of articles and resources. And of course, the shows from this podcast. Yeah, what I was going to say was email, though. Email is feedback at innovatelearning.com. And you can send comments or questions there as well. Now, the problem with giving positive feedback a lot of the time for many people, whether it's in a personal situation or a professional situation, is that while intentions are good, the feedback often comes out awkward. Uh, you know, and unfortunately, sometimes it would have been better if the person had done nothing at all. And one of my favorite stories of this came a number of years ago. One of my uh, colleagues uh, was teaching a class or was a guest at a class. I don't remember the uh, exactly how he had heard about the story, but um, had uh, was at a class where they were teaching folks how to give positive recognition. And one of the participants in the class who was in a, uh, I remember they were in a fairly you know, a, a lower level position in the organization. I believe they may have been like an administrative assistant for uh, for someone. Um, came up to the instructor uh, at, at the end of the class and said, "I have a problem, and I need your advice." And so she told, she said, "Here's the issue I'm having." Is uh, she was a, as I mentioned, a, I think an administrative assistant in their organization, and her office uh, or her desk sat right outside the main meeting room for that the, the, her organization, the company. And she said every uh, week, the managers of the company would get together in this conference room and they'd have their weekly staff meeting. And she said, you know, and I don't remember what day it was, you know, every Tuesday morning, every Wednesday morning, but there was this one morning every week where every, all the managers would come uh, filing into the this conference room. And of course, the three or four minutes before the meeting would start, they'd all be kind of walking in together. And her desk was positioned right in front of the door for this particular conference room that they'd all walk into. And she said the exact same thing happens every week. Everyone kind of walks into this meeting and there's one manager in particular that as he comes, I see him coming, he's coming down the hall, he's running into the meeting. And as he's walking in, he'll, he, every single week, he turns to me and kind of looks at me, gives me a big thumbs up and a big grin and says, good job, and then walks into the meeting. And she said, you know, the the first time this happened, I didn't think much of it. I just thought he was trying to, you know, be kind and make conversation. But she said every single week, and this has been going on for months, he'll come by and she said, you know, now it's kind of amusing for me. I'll I'll sit there and I'll see all the managers filing in and, and then, you know, sure enough, here he comes good job. And I'm going to run into the meeting. And she said, the, and the worst thing is at the end of the meeting, he'll come back out and do the exact same thing. He'll turn. She says, turns to me, looks at me, gives a big smile, thumbs up in the air. Good job. And then heads on his way. And she said, this is getting quite uncomfortable because he's been doing this forever and ever and ever. And so what advice do you have for me? She was asking our, the instructor, what advice do you have? And the instructor said, try this. The next time that this person asks you that, just ask a two-word question in response and ask, how so? And she said, all right, I'll try it. So you know what happened (laughs) the very next week? She's sitting at her desk. All the managers start filing in. And sure enough, this guy comes by, you know, thumbs up in the air. Good job. 
And she stops him and says, asks, of course, how so? And she said, he stopped in his tracks. He turned toward her. He looked just like all upset and angry. And he said, what do you mean? How so? And then stuck his thumbs up in the air and tried to smile and said, good job and stormed into the meeting room. And so that's just, I always thought that story was pretty amusing because the, it's just an example of how here's somebody that was probably trying to do what they thought was the right thing, which is to say something nice to someone who obviously is, you know, trying to work hard in the organization but would have been better if they had done nothing at all, uh, you know. And and that's the problem with giving people positive feedback is that you can miss the mark on both sides. So either you can say way too much and be like that wedding uh, that wedding toast and go on and on and on and on forever. Or you can say something that isn't really that meaningful at all and it's just a you know a good job without anything to support it. And you make feel you sometimes make people feel awkward either way. Obviously, this uh, particular person felt quite awkward if the person just walking by and saying good job. And the reason she felt awkward is because, of course, it did not sound very sincere. It sounded like he was just trying to butter her up. Now it could have been he was very sincere. Could have been he believed strongly that she was doing a great job for the organization. But because he didn't back it up with an example, she didn't perceive as though it was uh, not insincere flattery. It sounded a lot to her like insincere flattery because he was just telling her, good job, good job, good job. And you know, you can get in trouble doing the opposite thing too. And I've seen this happen and seen this in organizations. I don't see this quite as much. But I've certainly seen and heard about where a manager or leader gets, you know, starts a conversation with someone and tells them what a great job they've done and then keeps going and going and going. Oh, you did a great job here and you did a good job here. And oh, boy, I really liked it when you did this. And after a couple of examples, it starts to get a little awkward on the other side, too. It's like, why is this person trying to butter me up so well? And, you know, why are they keep telling me great things in a row? And, and unfortunately, some people do that, and then they drop some really bad news after it, and that's even worse. So that can get really awkward, too. So as a result, a lot of times uh, leaders don't do anything at all. They don't give any positive reinforcement. And as we learned in a previous episode you know, that's, that's not a good solution either. We need to engage people. We need to let people know that they're valued in the organizations that we work in and also be valued because it's not just enough to give someone a paycheck. And, you know, these days, uh, unfortunately, you know, many people don't have as many options as they used to. So, you know, people will go to work for just a paycheck, but, you know, if that's the only reason they're showing up, that's not going to be something that's going to engage them long term with the organization's goals and your vision and the their ability to contribute. We want to really be able to gauge people at a at a more effective level. And so so it's really essential as leaders that we're able to uh, be able to give some positive feedback, but to do it in a way that is professional and appropriate. And here's a three-step model for doing that effectively. So the three-step model is attribute, example, thank. So again, that's attribute, 
example thing. So I'll walk you through how this model works and then give you an example of how it might sound. So attribute means when we give someone some positive feedback, we want to start off with an attribute that we believe that person possesses. Now, the attribute could be any number of things. The important thing is, is that the attribute, of course, is true and that whatever the attribute is that we're going to convey to that person, it's something we can back up with an example. Because even if we intend it well, if we don't communicate the example, it could end up sounding like insincere flattery. So here are some examples of attributes. A person could be a hard worker. A person could be diligent. A person could be trustworthy. A person could be um, confident. Uh, A person could be uh, really a team player. Uh, Really, an attribute could be just about anything. But what we want to do is really try to find an attribute that speaks to the person's character versus just something that, you know, is a possession they have or, you know, or or maybe just something they've, they've done as an action. We want to really speak to their character, who they are, because that's a very powerful way to recognize someone and it speaks to the person, not just whatever it is that happened to happen that day. So we want to start with the attribute. Now, the next step is then backing that attribute up with a specific example. And the reason we want to back it up is because if we tell someone, oh, you're a team player, and we don't back it up with anything, uh, that person may believe it, and hopefully we intended it effect, you know, appropriately, and, and it's true, and that person may believe it. But that person also may think that we're just trying to flatter them. And so we want to back it up with an example. And hopefully the example is something that is specifically speaks to that attribute and hopefully also is something that's fairly recent because it's more likely not only are they going to remember it, but they're going to see how that example connects with the attribute that you have pointed out for them. So for example, if Someone had uh, said, you know, if I was going to recognize someone for being an effective team player, I'd sure want to then follow that up with a very brief example of what's a time recently that I have observed or maybe someone else has observed them being a team player. And I have some evidence that speaks to that. Now, here's the thing with the example is it's an example, not examples. So we don't want to get crazy here on saying, oh, you're a team player and here's one t- time I've seen that. Here's another time. Here's another time. Here, That's where it can get a little bit awkward. That's like the, <laughs> that's like the wedding toast where you keep telling story after story after story. And, and not only do people uh, tune out, but that gets a little awkward too if we start telling a whole bunch of stories about how that person's done a great job with that attribute. So keep it simple. One example. Tell that person one example. Keep it to under a minute if you can, because that is that keeps it very concise. If you can keep it to under 30 seconds, even better. And then the final step is thank. Thank the person for uh, either exhibiting that attribute or the example of that situation. And then stop. <laughs> don't go any further. Because what you don't want to do is go on and on and on and on. And that's where it gets uncomfortable. And the person doesn't remember what you've said because they're getting overwhelmed with lots of information. So attribute, example, and then thank. 
So here's an example, speaking of examples, here's an example of how that could sound. So I'm going to start off with the attribute in this particular situation of diligence. And I'm going to give Helen, uh, my fictional example here, Helen, a, uh, I'm going to speak to her about her diligence. I'm going to give an example of how she showed that. And then I'm going to thank her at the end, the very last sentence. And this whole thing is less than a minute. So here we go. Helen, I appreciate how much diligence you brought to this project. Just two weeks ago, I remember you telling me that one of our vendors was very concerned about being able to make our final deadline. I noticed you had two conference calls with them and worked late one evening this last week to help get them back on track and ensure that both they and the organization looked good in the end. Thank you for putting forth the diligence to bring this project to a very successful close. And that's it. You don't need to say anything more than that. And what gets leaders in trouble is they try to say a whole lot more after that. But leave it there. That's very concise. So you heard the three steps there. You heard the attribute. So I started off and said, Helen, I appreciate how much diligence you brought to this project. That's the end of the attribute. And then the example was, you know, just two weeks ago, you know, you had the vendor, you had these conference calls. So the example is the biggest piece of it because that's the thing that's going to show the other person that we're not just blowing smoke at them. That, yes, I, I saw this attribute in you, and here's why. So that demonstrates a number of things to the other party. It demonstrates that, one, we're not just blowing smoke. Secondly, it demonstrates that we're paying attention to what they do. And thirdly, it shows the other party that the actions they take are something that People around them are noticing, and it has the ability then to reinforce those good behaviors too. And then you noticed at the very end, I just said a very quick sentence, thank you. Thank you for putting forth the diligence on this project. And so that's the model we want to use. If we're giving someone feedback, particularly if we're giving them positive feedback. Now, if we were giving negative feedback or constructive criticism, that's a different model. We'll talk about that another time. But attribute, example, and thank. And then don't go further. So who could use feedback from you on a job well done this week? Think about things that you've seen in the last week or two or three, particularly if you are a leader, and I'm guessing you may be if you're listening to the show, who's someone that really is deserving of some positive feedback from you? And who could you use this, this model with in the coming week? Maybe it's someone that works with you on a regular basis and you've come to be very accustomed to the good work that they do. And maybe you're not giving them as much attention as the person who's not doing work as effectively. And I may have mentioned this on the show before, but the Gallup organization in particular has done a tremendous amount of work and study around leaders and how the best leaders out there give their best time to their best people or give their most and the most time to their best people. So if you have someone who's a high performer, that person should be getting a good chunk of your time and at the very least be getting some positive feedback from you on what it is that they're doing effectively. That's the way you build strong relationships and keep people engaged in your organization and with you as a leader for the long term. So who's that person or maybe people? Who's one person that you could use this model to recognize uh, or to give feedback to in the workplace in the coming week? And then... My other challenge to you is this week with this model, who's someone in your personal life that you could also use this model to? And the great thing about this model is you can apply it in both places. What's an attribute 
that a spouse or family member or friend or child has that you could back up with an example and thank them for how they have been effective at doing that and how you've noticed it and it's made your life better. And so if you're able to put that this model into practice, I think you'll find that it's fairly straightforward and that you'll be able to communicate a lot in a very short period of time, but also in a very concise and structured way. So I wish you all the best in doing that. And if you find that you have success with it, shoot me an email or uh, drop me a line on the voicemail and let me know how that went as far as being able to uh, communicate feedback in an effective way. And in addition, I wanted to mention also that you can stay connected with future episodes of this show on iTunes or the BlackBerry podcast app. And of course, on our website and Facebook, which I had mentioned a few minutes ago. And if you've been a regular listener, you know, these past two weeks, we had a couple of guests speaking about how to coach millennials, uh, one of them, Gilbert Fugit, and of course, my wife, Bonnie Stahoviak. And as after we recorded the episode last week, I realized that we did not mention one of the other resources that we have available. Uh, Bonnie and I actually do another podcast together called Tech Couple, where we help people discover how to use technology to have happier lives and healthier relationships. So if you are the type of person that in addition to being interested in how to lead people effectively through good coaching skills, like the one we talked about today, giving feedback, you and you have an interest in technology and how to have a better life and have better relationships by using technology, you may also want to check out that podcast. You can find it on iTunes. Just search for Tech Couple. It's all one word, T-E-C-H-C-O-U-P-L-E. And you can also go to techcouple.com and find the shows there along with all the notes. And of course, the notes for this show are on our main website at innovatelearning.com. This is show number nine. So take a look for the uh, number nine notes there and you'll be able to find the notes from today. And by the way, if your organization is looking to improve the coaching skills of its leaders, give us a call. We might be able to help you out. You can reach us at 877-LEARN-45. And of course, that's the same number to leave feedback for the show. If you have ideas or suggestions for future show topics or guests you'd like to hear on the show, drop me a call or send email to feedback at innovatelearning.com. I hope this show is continually helpful to you. Love to hear your feedback. If there's things that are working or not working for you, I'd love to hear that. And I'll look forward to talking with you again in a week next Monday morning. Have a great week, everybody. Take care.